Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Welcome back to the Yoga Girl podcast. How are we doing today, everybody? <laughs> I am um, really happy right now in this exact moment. I am uh, sort of going through a bit of a roller coaster. I feel like every time I say the words I, I can, I should, I could say we. <laughs> I am going through a roller coaster. We are all going through a roller coaster right now. I know this is true. I know we are all sharing so much when it comes to these deeply emotional things that we are going through right now. So before we dive into today's episode, this little share I'm about to jump into right now, let's take a moment to ground. Let's just take a moment here now as you are, whatever you're doing, just sit down, close your eyes, give yourself just a couple of minutes to tune in. Let's do a clearing breath. And before we do it, just take a moment to deeply acknowledge the fact that you have the ability to put down whatever you're carrying that isn't serving you right now, right? So whatever that is, if it's repetitive thinking that you've been stuck with today, or if it's some sort of judgment toward yourself or resentment or fear, anything you feel is kind of lingering in your system right now, you have the ability to soften your grip there. You can put some of that down. So imagining that this deep cleansing breath that we're about to take all together right now, that it actually has the ability to clear out your inner space, to bring in fresh energy, fresh breath, fresh space into this area of your being that feels a little heavy right now. And on the exhale, you are literally exhaling away whatever it is you don't want to carry any longer. Let's do it right now. Deepest breath you've taken all day. In through the nose, deep, full, connected breath in. Open the mouth as loud as you want. Open it. Let it go. 
let's do that again. Takes, takes, takes two takes, I think. Inhale in through the nose, deep, deep, deep breath in. And then let it go. Exhale. <sighs> I don't know why, why a giggle just came out of my being, but honestly, when I come back to these, these simple moments, right? Taking deep clearing breaths, how much time do I spend in a day underestimating my own ability to create sacred space? Sometimes I think I need all of these things around me. I need all of these people around me. I need guides. I need teachers to tell me what to do. I need advice. I need help. Actually, I already know a lot when it comes to my own life, when it comes to making decisions, when it comes to treating myself to genuinely present, conscious, connected moments. Like I have all of that inside of me, just like you have all of that inside of you. And I feel just now, just taking that cleansing breath, there's like immediately, I just want to giggle. I just want to laugh because isn't all of this at the end of the day, just this big cosmic <laughs> joke somehow, like infusing a little bit of a, some, some sense of humor into our, into our daily grievances. It's good to have some perspective, right? It's good to be able to just put everything down and, and laugh for a moment. Oh, so just as you are in this moment here now, notice what's present for you, right? Notice what's present for you within you. And if you would like to infuse this moment with something special, do it with a breath, do it with intention, do it with this special kind of, kind of energy today. If you're listening to this on the day of this podcast comes out, it's a Friday as usual. We have a new moon in Gemini today. So it's a beautiful day to set intentions right now. I am hosting a big new moon ceremony today. It's Friday, May 22nd on yogagirl.com. We're going to set our intentions for this new moon cycle. We are going to clear out some of the old stuff, define our dreams, our goals, create sacred space for ourselves and, and practice some yoga to really embody what we are creating right now. So if you want to join me anytime today, yogagirl.com, come, come and connect. But regardless of, you know, if we feel connected to the energy of the new moon or not, if we feel like we're resonating with this idea of planting seeds, of setting intentions, which is what this week really is all about, having this ability to literally at any moment of the day, close your eyes and clear, clear out what's in the way or close your eyes, place your hand to your heart and really focus on, Hey, what do I need right now? And then actually giving that to yourself. I don't know about you, but if, if it's something that this pandemic really has brought me, it's the realization that I am way more in control than I thought I was. And I also have no control at all. <laughs> it's kind of like in the big scheme of things, right? Who lives, who dies? If I get sick, if I don't get sick, you know, when it comes to my business, when it comes to like big global things, like the economy, those kinds of things. Yeah. I have no control. Actually, I thought I had a lot of control when it came to my safety and things like that. Actually, I don't. But when it comes to those day to day things, you know, actually how I choose to move forward when hard things come my way, my choice to either turn a bad day around or to let myself simmer in a bad day, which also sometimes is exactly what we need. 
my ability to close my eyes, take that deep breath and to reset in challenging moments. I have a lot of control there and so do you. And of course, how we choose to move through our day, it makes all the difference. So where you're sitting right now, how about you just take a moment, place a hand to your heart and just give yourself a little more space right there to acknowledge what's moving through you right now. Acknowledge the fact that you've been through a lot lately. Acknowledge the fact that you are doing the best you can with what you have. And really important, acknowledge the fact that you are actually showing up for yourself every day. You're actually here doing the work, right? If you just took that breath, if you're listening to these words right now, you are doing the work. <sighs> yeah, let's take another deep breath right into that place. Inhale. Open the mouth. Exhale. If you had your eyes closed, you can blink them back open. <laughs> I, I still have this big giggle inside of me. I don't know. I think I hit a place. Okay, where do I begin? Last This last week, a week from, you know, past, it's been unbelievably strange for me. It's been very, very, very challenging. A lot of crazy shit has happened. Wild and crazy things have come my way, unexpected things. And then at the same time, everything kind of makes sense, but then it doesn't. And I'm just like confused as to like, how does this stuff even, how does the universe even work? And today I think I got to a place where I've just been kind of laughing about it all. I don't even know. I just, I, I get the sense that what if the universe is just kind of playing, playing a little game with me right now? <laughs> And the game, I think it's called, let's see how much she can learn about herself in a week. Let's, let's, let's give her that challenge right now. Let's just, let's just like put, put her into every remarkable place and then just see, see how she makes it through. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it, you know, beautiful that we're able to sit here and hopefully at the end of the day, laugh after, you know, having moved through such a crazy, crazy couple of months or still presently in those couple of months. Depending on where you are in the world, of course, we are all in different stages of this pandemic right now. In Aruba, where I live, things are way lighter, way different right now than they were. Things are starting to open back up. In five days, schools are opening back up. Leia's daycare is opening back up. When they said that, my first reaction, and this was like two weeks ago, they told us that. And I was like, mm -mm, no way, you know, I don't feel safe doing that. And I told Dennis, hey, let's give it two more weeks from whenever they open just to kind of gauge the situation, right? Are they, I had this feeling like, what if they're reopening because they want a second wave of this disease? They want to, they want, you know, eventually we want some sort of herd immunity. It doesn't work. We can't isolate forever, right? So, you know, what if they're just doing this as a test to try to get more people sick because the hospital's actually been quiet over here. We only have three active cases as of now. So I'm guessing if it, if it doesn't swing back up for some crazy reason, they'll hopefully be down to zero by the time the schools reopen. And it's kind of like, because the borders are closed, no flights are coming in or going out in a good scenario, you know, we could be locally very, very safe. And I guess free from this, from this virus. I, I, I think, I don't know if that's a possibility, but it, it sounds like it. And it sounds like that's what they're 
banking on. So within a week, um, restaurants are opening back up. Outdoor seating is open again. At Island Yoga, they are allowing us to keep the boutique open two days a week. Everyone has to maintain these kind of social distancing rules and things like that. But there's generally in the air here on the island, just a totally different energy now. You know, we're not feeling like we're going to die anymore, which is kind of a nice reprieve. (laughs) Obviously, the economy has suffered greatly. There's this, of course, huge need to get the island up and running again. So just this feeling of, okay, trying to have some sort of local normalcy where we can go to work if we still have a job, or we can put our kids back in daycare or let them go back to school and, you know, for restaurants and small businesses to open so that we can get the economy moving a little bit. But then it's also, of course, comes along with this huge question mark of, okay, well, what's going to happen then? You know, are we going to maintain social distancing rules forever? Like, are we never going to get to... (laughs) hug our grandparents again you know are we gonna ever be able to be really crowded in a room like in a yoga studio like how is that gonna work and eventually the borders have to open right Aruba is completely reliant on tourism and if it's still really bad in places like New York which is majority of our tourism comes from obviously we're just gonna get another upswing of the pandemic so I kind of feel like I want I want someone to make a decision for us (laughs) because this not knowing for me is really challenging. If it's like, okay, hey, everybody needs to get this and hopefully we'll all be okay. You know, so let's just be out and about. It's also really not good for our immune system to be this isolated, you know, to wash our hands this much, to clean everything this incessantly. Like that's not good for us. We need the micro biome in our stomach. You know, we need this regular day-to-day bacteria to have a healthy immune system. So it's kind of like, I want them to just say it's, it's pretty safe, right? Hopefully it's like, everyone's going to get it. And then after that, things can be normal, but are we going to live in fear of coronavirus for the rest of our lives? Like at any moment, this can just come back. Like, it's like, there's too many unanswered questions. So I feel a similar kind of fear with this idea of opening things back up just because I'm scared we're going to make the wrong decision. And then I get back to this, this place where like, okay, well, it's not all up to me, right? It's not all up to me. If they say, if the government says that, hey, this is okay now, everybody we know puts puts their kid back in daycare, you know, and I'm, I'm guessing we should do the same. I don't know. And I have this feeling like, what if that's the wrong decision? What if, what if Leah would get sick? And what if she gets super sick? What if something scary happens? What if, what if, what if? And I have a choice in that moment. I can either sit down and entertain that fear and let it take me to crazy town, which is places, a place I've been. And I, I'm, I'm, I kind of, I have a, I have a frequent flyer card for crazy town. I go there a lot in my brain <laughs> and it doesn't really serve me. I really realized it doesn't really serve me. You know, I, I, I felt such huge, immense fear as all of us did around this virus, you know, during the first weeks, the first month. And I kind of feel like we have a choice right now. We can try to allow for some sort of regular day-to-day life to resume, which doesn't necessarily mean that we're going back to what was, right? It's going to be a new kind of normal moving forward. But the option to to start living more normally, to be out and about, for Leia to go to daycare, and for me to live with that kind of fear, that doesn't feel like an option to me, actually, (laughs) at all. If that's the case, if I have to choose, then I'd rather stay home. Like, hey, let's quarantine for another. Let's do another 65 days. Huh? Well, what's two, what's two months? You know, let's do another, let's do another two months. No big deal. 
<laughs> Obviously, you know, it's like we can't live like this forever, but I also don't want to get back to that place of fear. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. It's funny how, how much trust and faith I have put in the system, which I'm realizing now I actually don't really believe in in the first place. You know, we know that society as it is, isn't functioning, isn't actually supportive for most people. We know the healthcare system is super flawed. The education system, it's like, I've had these conversations with my husband for years. I don't, if I get to choose, I don't want my daughter to go to a regular structured, sit down in a chair for all these hours a day and be quiet kind of system. Like that's, that doesn't appeal to me. That's not, didn't serve me well. I didn't feel that, like that kind of growth and joy, you know, going to school the way the, the old school system was. And I think there's a lot of options out there now with Waldorf and Montessori or even homeschooling and different ways of learning that just inspire a little more freedom that I'm excited about, right? Same with, you know, politically, it's really, really, really hard to even know, to even know who to vote for, you know, and then to have some sort of faith that the system is going to hold us, that we are going to be working toward a better place. There's so many things in our society that are completely messed up, right? Corrupt, racist, misogynistic, like there's so much bullshit. And then at the same time, I had this total faith in the system, right? that this, this, this government is going to support us, that, that the system is going to hold them, hold me if we have a crisis, that the system is going to hold the most vulnerable people in the society. And it's not, it didn't, it hasn't, right? It's like people don't have health care in the greater parts of the world, don't have the ability to get help. People have lost their jobs and don't have support that they need, right? To really feed their families. Like it's like so messed up. And to know that this is the case with so many people who are getting richer every day, sitting on their butts in this pandemic, just cashing in from these massive, massive corporations. It's just so unfair. So to me, it's almost like I am surprised by the fact that I was surprised that, <laughs> that the system isn't working, right? Where I've, I've known that for such a long time. You know, it's why we choose to do certain things differently. 
and I'm realizing even more now, it's like, okay, so if I feel like I can't trust the government, and I'm not talking about like a Rubin government or a Swedish government or a US government, just the structure of government as a whole, to me, doesn't make sense, you know, from where we are right now. It doesn't make sense that we live in a society where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Like that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense that we have this kind of patriarchal structure that's kept into place. It doesn't make sense that there's this kind of systemic racism and it's not being addressed or changed. Like doesn't make any fucking sense. So what about, you know, what are the things about this, this coronavirus, this pandemic that actually have empowered us to live a little differently, right? And we've all experienced that in so many different ways. For me, one of those big things is if I could make a change, you know, in my own community, in this island where I live, I would love to be able to provide some sort of food security, knowing now that I live in a place where you can grow anything, anything grows here and it grows all year round. We don't have seasons. We don't have frost. We don't have snow. It grows all year round. There's no logical reason as to why organic produce wouldn't be available affordably to people who need it on this island. And the people who are the most marginalized living here are the ones who eat the worst kind of food because what's the cheapest food available to us? Fast food, right? Um, and Aruba, and you wouldn't believe it if you don't know a lot about, about Aruba, but name a fast food chain and it's here. Like we have, we're such a tiny island. We have every kind of fast food available and multiple locations of each one. I mean, there's KFC, there's Taco Bell, there's Wendy's, there's McDonald's, there's Burger King. There's, it's, we have absolutely everything here. And that's the cheapest, the shittiest food, the food that's the worst for you is the cheapest. And that's what the most, the, the underserved part of the community, that's what they eat right? Even people who are willing to pay for it or who are willing to pay more or have to have the privilege to pay more for organic produce can't because it's not available. We don't have a single farmer's market in Aruba. Can you believe it? Knowing now, and I was under this idea that like nothing grows here. It's too hot. It's a desert. It doesn't rain. The ground isn't good enough. This and this and this and this. I'm like, hey, it is possible. It's just everybody's priorities are totally messed up. And for a really long time, we have lived in this structure where the society or the government here, you know, serves people coming from abroad. So all the tourists, which is generally white people, you're generally Americans, of course, who are all super lovely and want to have a wonderful vacation and contribute hugely, immensely to this, to the economy of, of, of our country, of course. But that's where 100% of the attention has been directed, right, over there to the people who are coming to visit. Like, we have a huge stray animal population issue. There's massive amounts of dogs and cats. There's no, there's no culture here. It's not in the culture here to spay and, and neuter your animals. So there's a, it's a big problem. And there's been one big moment where the government actually addressed the situation, regardless of how much time spent from the local community pushing for change in this area, for support, for, for aid to help these animals to change you know, the, the reality for these animals, the one moment where the government took actual action was when tourists started complaining that they saw stray animals, stray dogs on the beaches. There was like a, a couple of tourists were like, Ooh, I don't like that. I saw these malnourished dogs on the beach in Aruba. And then all of a sudden the government stepped in and it's like, Oh, we're going to fix that problem. Right. But they're not listening to the locals. They're listening to tourists that come here for a week or two a year right? Because that's at the end of the day, it's what, it's what's going to affect the bottom line. And to me, it's just wild. It's wild knowing that people will come here, spend $1,500 a night to stay at the Ritz 
in their ocean view room and eat oysters imported from like across the whole world, eat organic kale on their super artisan made pizza when the majority of the population here has never had an organic vegetable on their plate in their entire life. Like the locals here, we have no access to produce, to fruits, to vegetables, to greens because nothing's grown here. So, okay, I'm really fired up about this food thing. I mean, if you guys can't tell, but so what this has brought me now, it's like, first of all, the realization of, Hey, this is totally possible. Hey, we can lobby for this. We can actually rally the community. We can create something on our own. Maybe we don't even need to rely on the system in this area. Like what's the power that we have as a local community? Everyone that I know who feels as fired up about this as I do, how about we get together and we do something, right? We start a community garden and we make sure that we have a program that benefits the under-resourced part of this population. Like number one, not the tourists, not the people who come and go, not the white part of the population, you know, that usually is better off, right? There's parts of this island and it's, it's still, it's so ingrained in the structure of this whole society is people forget like this is a colonized island, you know, <laughs> Dutch people didn't grow up here. They weren't here originally. It's like everyone's kind of a, a visitor and who is actually taking care of, of the native population. You know, it's, it's, crazy how off priorities have been. And I feel kind of empowered now that, okay, maybe I can make a change here on this island in some shape or form. Maybe it's a small change, right? Maybe I can create something small and it impacts a few families. Okay. Well, just doing that is enough, right? I know from experience running an animal rescue and running an organization that helps children. It's like, if we help one kid, that's a huge thing, right? That changes that child's life. Like that's a massive thing. If we get one starving puppy off the street, like that changes that dog's life. Like we are aware, right? We don't have to change the whole world, but we can start with our own backyard. So I think right now where we are, as we start to kind of entertain this idea that, oh, society is going to shift again, right? Things are going to start to open up. What are the things we don't want to go back to? right? What are the things that we feel really empowered to change right now? Like what's that thing, you know, that you feel inside where just your fingers just itch with like, you can't believe that this is the way things have been. Like how, how have we allowed this to go on? Like, no, we have to change this now. And we need to use the momentum that we're going to come out of this pandemic with, which is going to be huge. I'm not just talking momentum in terms of our whole community, our whole world, our whole society, but your inner momentum, right? Aren't you in a place right now where just listening to this, you know, you're fed up, right? You know, you're fed up with certain things in your life that haven't been working. I, I know you feel me when I say this. I know. I don't think there's a single person out there that hasn't had a major epiphany, major realization about their life throughout this time. Like it's impossible to move through a time this challenging and not realize big things. And we have to remember them. It's like, I feel this, it, I feel this urge, like it's, it's burning brighter than anything else. It's this need that I feel right now for all of this to imprint in the front of my brain at the depth of my heart so that I do not allow my life to slip back into what it was. And I'm not saying my life was terrible. You know, I'm, I'm a very privileged person and I'm well aware but the patterns that I was repeating in my life, the things that I was allowing to continue to go on, the things that I was conditioned to live in, but I wasn't even aware that I was 
doing that same thing again and again. It's like those things, I feel this huge, huge, huge need to make sure I don't slip back into that old place. I actually feel fearful about that. I don't know if anyone listening kind of has that same feeling, but for me, the thought of everything going back to normal, that scares me. You know, I want, of course, you know, I want everyone to feel safe. I don't want anybody to be sick. I obviously don't want anybody to die. I obviously don't want anyone to be without a job or to struggle. Like I want everyone to be okay. But the things that came along with this pandemic that were actually good, right? The slowing down, the deeper connections with family, with friends, with our kids, like that slower pace of actually being able to feel present in day-to-day life, like those things, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that. And the thought of things just being propelled back to what they were, that is a scary thought for me. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So I would love for all of us to, to take some inventory right now. And I think this is a really good week to do that. New moon in, in Gemini. So new moon is a really good time to set intentions. This is when, you know, the sky is really dark. It's like everything is in the unseen right now. It's not illuminated right now. And we have to decide, you know, before we plant our seeds, we have to define what we want them to be, right? So that when we shine the light onto these areas of our lives, that we picked the right things to focus on, right? That we focus our energy where we actually want to grow. Like on the parts of our lives, you know, the areas we want to grow into, we need to focus on who we are becoming versus who we have been or who we've been all of our lives. So taking some inventory around that when you set your intentions around this new moon, whether you're joining me for the new moon ceremony on yogagirl.com or if you're doing your own or, you know, it's super easy to do your own new moon ritual, just literally sitting down, light a candle journal on your intentions for this new cycle. Like that's a huge, 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 powerful thing to do. And to get really clear, like, what do I want out of life? I have been kind of shocked actually how, how I let my life get out of hand in a sense. I don't know. And I, and I, you know, I, I practice yoga every day. I meditate a ton. I journal a lot. Like I do all of this for a living, but at the same time, I allowed sort of the machinery, the workings around my life to, to, to just get up to such a speed that I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. Like I couldn't slow it down. You know, I had so many commitments, so many things, so many ideas about the things I had to do every day that I had to complete every day that I had to accomplish, you know, in my life that 
I completely lost sight of what I actually want, like the reality I actually want to live every day. And those things weren't in alignment <laughs> at all. And I'm, I'm kind of in shock, in shock around that, how I let so many things just go on the way they've the way they were, not even being aware of the fact that, hey, hey, this is not serving me. How wild is that? How crazy is that? And something that's that's kind of hitting home for me right now, especially having had a, a really wild week. So the therapy sessions that I've done during the pandemics, so I've been in therapy once a week. It's, it's almost a year. I have no concept of time right now. <laughs> Maybe I'm like, totally making that up. I think it's almost a year. The sessions that I've had during this pandemic have been way more eye-opening than any other sessions that I've ever had. I feel like every session I, I have a major realization about something that I just had no clue was actually there. And one of those things that I really realized is wow, because I've been running so quickly through life, right? I've been doing so many things. And this used to be something that people praised me for still is to this day, something that I get a lot of recognition for. People kind of affirm this in me all the time. Like, wow, you do so much in a day. Oh my God, you have so many businesses. You have so many projects. Wow. I mean, I don't know how you do it all. Like I would kind of get that kind of feedback all the time. And I have my whole life, the idea of being very productive as the best thing, right? No one ever in my life praised me for resting. <laughs> like you don't get a pat on the back if you took a good nap, <laughs> you know, you should, by the way, napping is so, so underrated. I wish I had the ability to just lie down and nap. Like, you know, I, we don't get that kind of that kind of praise when we grow up. We get praise for accomplishing things, being productive, multitasking, getting things done, you know, all of these things that in the eyes of society are like good, right? We're supposed to be busy. The busier we are, the more pats on the back we kind of get, right? So I was was living that kind of life where everything was so busy all the time. But to me, I wasn't even aware of the fact that that was too busy because it's just what my life has kind of always been right? I didn't have anything to actually compare it to until coronavirus, <laughs> you know, until one day the whole world stopped <laughs> and, you know, there's no place left to go, nothing left to do, nothing to rush toward, right? No, no big goals to meet. Like everything just stopped. And then, you know, suddenly for the first time in my life, I actually had something to compare it to like, oh wait, this is what resting means. Like this is what stillness is. This is what enjoying a day at home is. Like actually this is it, you know? And that for me was such an eye-opening thing that, that I never want to go back to racing through life in that way. Now, of course, I want our studio to reopen, right? Of course, like I want our business to continue. I want our business to thrive. I want all of our employees to have races. Like I want things to go well, you know? but I'm just not willing to do that at the expense of my peace of mind anymore. And realizing how this kind of pace or moving at this kind of pace has impacted my life so negatively in so many different ways, but no one ever even told me that this is bad because everybody does it, right? So it's been things like you know, like within our business, for instance, running 10 major different projects at the same time has been totally normal. 
We've had big projects that we've spent years of our time completing that just completely went away the moment Corona hit, like really big, big investments in terms of time and money and energy and things we were working toward. And then coronavirus came and, and everything paused and, and everything was lost, right? But it was absolutely normal for us to be, you know, in back-to-back retreats with a 23-day teacher training squeezed in between. And then at the same time, we had a, a big launch of like the 2.0 of the website. And at the same time, I had a book release. And at the same time, we released a line of jewelry. And at the same time, we had three new people come into the company. And at the same time, someone was leaving. And at the same, you know, so many things happening at any given moment. That, that And this was just always so normal. And I just always thought like, yeah, well, we're running a business, right? We're running a global business with people across different time zones. Of course, it's, of course, it's hectic, you know, and we're doing big things and we have all of these nonprofit initiatives and, you know, trying to give a lot away. <laughs> it's like, like I look at it now, like, what was I thinking? What was I thinking doing all of that at the same time? Like having all of that. And, and the thing is, I wasn't thinking about it because I never really had a choice, right? It just, that's what it's been. I've said yes to everything all the time. And it's just literally been trying to keep up with the next place instead of being totally present, looking at the day and dealing with, with what's here now. You know, it's been keeping up with the next thing, always catching up. So of course, of course, it's been unbelievably busy. Like that is not a healthy, good place, sustainable place to be. And when you're that busy all the time, right? When you're, you wake up in the morning and you know, you have, you know, you have eight meetings that day and two podcasts you're recording and a, a book manuscript that you have to finish. And you're doing a photo shoot for this thing. And then you have an interview with that person. And then you have a million decisions that have to be made. And, and at the same time, you have 35 employees that need attend. It's like, of course, things are going to slip. There's no possible way where I could have run the business in that sense. And for things to not fall through the cracks impossible. And I can see that now and I can be compassionate with myself now. And I'm really realizing that the patterns that I have played out in my life in different ways that come from pain, right? And we all have them. We all have different things that came our way, usually when we were little, right? Traumas or loss or abandonment or betrayal or you know, really, really painful things that we end up manifesting again and again in life. I've been able to see those similar kinds of patterns all around my life, right? So not just in personal relationships, but also in my business. And at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to challenging energies, like difficult things, you know, say things that relate to this wound, a lot of times, if you don't feel safe enough, if you don't have time enough, if you don't have your feet planted on the ground, and if you're not present with that area of your life, it's going to be much easier to look the other way, right? And that's what I've done with these dynamics. It's dynamics that relates to a wound that relates to this idea that it's my job to take care of other people. Like I really have this limiting belief that isn't true. <laughs> and I have to wake up every morning, look myself in the mirror and tell me and tell myself, it's not my job to save the world, right? It's not my job to take care of everybody else. It is not my job to accommodate to everybody else's needs. It is not right. I am not everybody's rescuer, savior. I am not, that's not my job. My job is to take care of myself, my kid, my husband, like that's it. That's where it ends. Right. And when my cup is full and when I really like have space to give, giving is so natural, right? I'm a super giving person. I am always going to give and be generous and 
have great initiatives to, to be of service always. But this idea that especially in like interpersonal kind of dynamics that I have to give, I have to support, it's not true. So I have let these kinds of dynamics play out in different parts of my life for so long that they just became normal, that that, that just became the, like, quote unquote, you know, I'm doing like air quotations here, the way things were, like, that's just what things are. And it's not what things are. It's not what things are supposed to be, but I haven't been present there. So I haven't been able to stop that behavior and realize that, Hey, I actually, I actually am responsible for this being present in my life. This feeling that I've had that comes back to me all the time of people taking advantage of me. And I really have this feeling a lot. It comes back like a couple times a year, something crazy happens in my life. Like something wild happens in my life. Dennis and I have been through so many fucking crazy things, like from business partners, just emptying our bank accounts overnight. Like that happened. That actually happened, right? To just, just crazy things that are like, you know, and I, and I'll tell a friend, they're like, this is like from a movie. Like this stuff doesn't just happen to people, right? I created that situation and that's been really hard for me to to acknowledge, you know, to really be present with the fact that I also played a part, even in the moments where I felt so betrayed, where I felt like this is totally out of my control, you know, and it was always this feeling like, like I gave and I gave and I gave, right? And then why would they turn around and do this? It's because that relationship was totally out of balance from day one. Any relationship that we begin that's totally off balance, that's so out of whack where one person is the provider and the other person has a need, you're never going to be able to tilt that back into some sort of energetically balanced place, right? And when I feel like I'm in a space where I have to give, I'm going to give and I'm going to give and I'm going to give until I have nothing left, right? And what happens when I have nothing left is I lose my shit, <laughs> It's like, I'll find some way for that relationship to implode, right? I'll like, I'll find a reason to walk away. I'll find a reason to end the relationship. I'll find a reason to cut that person out of my life. It's like, that's been my pattern in so many different ways. And I can see it in friendships that I had when I was little, you know, how I've had a lot of relationships like that, where I'm super close with someone, but it doesn't feel good. And then something happens and I'm like, you're out. I don't, I don't need this in my life. And I'll close the door completely there. And knowing that I have been manifesting these things everywhere in small, small ways, you know, not crazy, empty our bank accounts and try to steal our business kind of way. Cause that's only happened once in our lives. Hopefully it will never, ever happen again, but similar energies where just that balance of giving and receiving isn't there. And why is that? Well, because I grew up that way. It's that simple. Like I really grew up thinking it was my job to take care of other people. And as long as I walk through life with that as my backbone, you know, with that as my core belief that that's why I'm here, I'm here to serve, right? Which isn't true. Like it's a limiting belief. It's not real. But when I move through life with that idea, everything I create from that place is going to be off balance. And at the end of the day, I am going to feel depleted. At the end of the day, I am going to feel taken advantage of, right? And the cool thing about this realization is understanding that I have played a part, right? I actually have played a part in this. I absolutely have. That energy is, it's how I have invited people into the business. It's how we've started certain collaborations. It's how I've made friends at some points. It's like this idea of like, I'm here to serve your every need, you know? 
whatever you need, I'm there. Like I'll literally get on a plane and fly across the world if you're going through a crisis so I can be there and hold your hand, right? doesn't matter what I have going on in my life because my life is always going to be number two or three or four or five. And not being aware, right? That's, that's, that's when our patterns, whatever our patterns are, and this is just mine. Obviously I can just share from my own standpoint, but when we're not aware, we can't change anything. And we might go through life feeling these similar kinds of things repeating in different ways again and again and again and again, not understanding why things are happening to us. Why is this happening again? Why do people keep treating me this way? Why do I keep ending up in relationships that have the same outcome? Like why, 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 right? Well, chances are, if there's something that's being repeated, right? If you can sense a similarity in the energy of this situation with something that's come your way in the past, chances are you play a role in that. I'm going to go ahead and say 100% you play a role in that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's kind of how I started off this podcast is we are more in control than what we think. Not of the big things, the God things, the who lives or dies, the who gets sick or not, all that stuff. You know, we can't control where the economy goes, for instance. But when it comes to these things, you know, the actions we choose to take in our lives, the boundaries we do or do not set, the people we allow to stay in our lives, even though it doesn't serve us, right? The dynamic and the energy from which we bring other people into our lives, like even that, it's been like, like I can look at our business and go, hey, we've had a, we've had a lot of intense personalities come through our team, like very, very, very like intense and like, you know, kind of like crazy in a sense, like good, but also like, woo. Yeah, because that's the pace we've been working from, right? And I'm the source of all of that. If I'm running 180 miles per hour through my life, anyone that I invite in along for the ride, like, hey, come join me, is going to be in that same place in life, right? They're also going to be running 180 miles per hour. And that's why they resonate with what I do. But what happens <laughs> if you're living your life that way, if you're running 180 miles per hour? Well, eventually you're either going to burn out you're going to run into a huge obstacle. You're going to, things are going to start to slip, right? You know, you're going to think that you have, you have everything under control, but it's impossible to have everything under control when you're running that fast and moving that fast. Things are going to start to lag behind. And at the end of the day, things are not going to work. And just me being able to see that right now of like, yes, yes, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I have I'm so glad these crazy things came my way. Like I really am. I'm really, 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 really glad that especially in this past week, like, and it's been like a really weird mix of family stuff and personal stuff and friendship stuff and business stuff and all the things around, you know, I'm really glad that all of that came my way because every single experience, it's like taking a flashlight, highlighting the thing that I've been carrying with me through life that isn't of service to me in any way. It's like, here I am again, repeating that same old pattern. 
Here I am again, trying to fix that person. Here I am again, providing for a person who doesn't give anything back. Like here I am again, repeating this or, and this has also been true for me lately. Here I am again, choosing to look the other way because it's so hard for me to actually admit to myself that I am the one repeating this pattern. And I've done that a lot. I've had my head in the sand in a lot of ways, a way that I've found and this is probably going to be the truth for every podcast from here on now. I will find a way <laughs> to relate personal life experience things with gardening. Okay. I am a gardener now. Okay. This is just it. I, this is who I am. Okay. I, <laughs> I will find a way to, to weave in gardening at some point in every podcast. But for instance, a really good example of this, which I find so freaking beautiful is I have had a habit over the past, I don't know, decade, like really long time, many years of buying plants. Like this is just something I do. And Dennis has kind of told me, it's like every time we come home from something really stressful, like we've been on tour or at the end of a teacher training, what I would do is I would like go to the plant shop and I would buy plants. You know, so everybody has different ways of like managing, managing stress or coming down from something really intense. I would go and get plants. Like that's just been something that I've done. I don't know why. Some people buy shoes, some people like internet shop or whatever. I I'm a plant person and I have been this way for many years without having a clue of what it takes to actually nourish and sustain something living, something growing. I mean, I, I can sustain my kid and her dogs. Don't worry about that. But I haven't had that kind of like green thumb. Actually, I don't think a green thumb, I don't think that's the true concept. I think it's literally just about presence, right? Of being, being with your plants. And I haven't had the time to do that, right? So I bought plants and killed them. I bought plants and they've died. I bought plants, put them in a corner and thought, what, I, I water this, I water this guy a couple times a week. Like, why isn't it working? You know? And I've had that habit for a lot of years. And of course, over the years, I have accumulated a lot of plants and magically many of them have lived. I counted my plants yesterday, our indoor plants. I have 64. This cannot be normal. I have six, I have 64 potted indoor plants. <laughs> this cannot be normal, right? And I don't know how many I've had to let go of over the years that just haven't worked, but that's been kind of my thing. It's like, I have a dream of having a green home because there has been a part of me that has longed to be one with the earth, to be surrounded by greenery. Like I have had this inner gardener inside of me all along and she's just been waiting for my life to get quiet enough so I can actually hear like that longing, so I can actually act on that, so I can actually ignite this part of myself, which I never, ever, ever had the time for before pandemic, right? But it's been there all along. But then these plants, what I've, I've done, I've put them in a corner and I've left them there. And I have plants that have been in this house for years, completely neglected. So I water them usually like twice a week or whenever I see one and I'm like, oh, that one does that one, that one look, doesn't look good. And then I'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> and then I move them up, move that one up somewhere. So I'll remember to water it more, but nothing's been consistent. My presence hasn't been with any of these plants. Like they haven't had any care. They haven't had my energy, right? My presence hasn't been there. So now, now that I'm gardening, I looked around the house. I've been doing some redecorating and some things. Some things are just kind of shifting in my home as they are shifting inside of me. And my, uh, my friend Kelly, who I've been doing this, some design work with, she's amazing. She had this idea, like, why don't you put all of your plants that you have in, in the living room behind the couch? So you have like a little jungle there. It will make the room feel more cohesive and, and together. So I did that. And then two days later, 
I just had a thought. I was like, wait, what if one of these plants isn't well and now they're all together in a jungle? <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I should like check out the plants a little closer than I normally do. So I started going through the plants, realized I have major, major pest issues. I have mealybugs, which is apparently a bug that is like, in Spanish, they call it la plaga, the plague, because it just kills your plant completely. But I have this and a lot of the plants have it and they're still alive. So I think there's hope. I also have white powdery mildew. We've had some weird spider web thing plant. I don't know. They're just, it's, it's been a mess. And I realized all of my plants, these plants that I love so much, that bring so much joy to my home that make my makes my home feel so homey they're all sick right I've had sick plants in my house for years and why are they sick because I haven't been taking care of them I haven't been present with them so I did that right one by one I put them in the bathtub pruned them you know I repotted them gave them a bigger home if they needed it sprayed them down with this like organic kind of pest thing and like really like I touched every leaf of every plant that I own right and then I quarantined the ones that needed to be quarantined which I thought was hilarious that I now have plants that are in quarantine. And then I did the whole process again and it was hours and hours of my time. But immediately, immediately, I swear to God, it was overnight. The whole house has a different energy. And when I look at these plants, like they're perky, they're excited, they're full of life. They're already looking lusher. It's like suddenly there's energy there. There's like a good vibration around the plants. The plants are seen now, right? So they are coming to life. And to me, this has been such a, a clear analogy or a metaphor. I never know the difference between a metaphor and an analogy, but for how my life has worked overall, right? I have had so many areas where I just haven't had time to be present. And those areas that have been important, that have had a lot of potential, each of them have in their own way gotten a little ill, right? Or been left behind. And this is everything from, like I found out this week that a relationship that I thought was super good and stable actually had something muddied there for months. And I wasn't aware. I just wasn't aware, you know, and the person said, yeah, well, you were so busy, right? I didn't want to overwhelm you with this feeling I had. And I'm like, fuck man, that is not okay. I don't want to live a life where I'm too busy to tend to the people who actually matter in my life, the areas of my life that mean so much to me, but I'm busy chasing this idea of what I have to be, something I have to be that isn't really even true, right? Maybe the person that I want to be is just, <laughs> it's just a gardener, <laughs> you know, I'm questioning all of these things. Like, do I even want to be on the internet anymore? That's been a question that I've asked myself a lot. Like I, we don't have to continue with the same kind of reality that we've always known. Like everything is up for questioning right now. And I think it's a healthy thing to do. Now is a really good time to do that because all of these structures are crumbling. And for me, it's been like, okay, where has my attention not been, you know, but, but I actually want that part of my life to flourish. Like maybe I haven't been taking good care of my friendships, but at the same time, I'm longing for more deep friendships in my life. Well, it's not that weird, right? <laughs> that I'm struggling in that area if I'm not tending to that part of my life. Did you get that garden, that little garden, garden pun right there, right? So would love to just kind of shoot this ball over to you right now, you know, imagining the garden that is your life. What areas of your life have you been actually tending to? Have you been actually taking care of? And which areas of your garden are totally neglected? 
you know, and sometimes we neglect the very area that we actually dream of having flourish. And it can you, it can be, or usually I think, because we have some sort of unsolved wound there, right? Or there's something that we're repeating that's really heavy and really hard for us to dig into. So instead of having that hard conversation to clear that thing or to let go of that person or, or that structure or whatever it is, like that dynamic, maybe just between you and another person, it's easier to look away and just go about your day because you're busy, right? And that conversation is hard. So let's not have it. Now is the time to have the hard conversations that you haven't been having. Now is the time to make the change that you actually want to make in your life. The changes that will make your life reflect what you want out of life. You know, watering the areas of your life that need water, that are starving, that are thirsty, like those areas that have just been totally forgotten, maybe even been ill or been left behind. You have the power to direct your energy there and knowing the moment you do, it's, it's exactly with a plan. It's like the moment you do, everything falls into place and it's going to be easy to have that part of your life flourish again. And perhaps there are parts of your life where you've put a lot of effort and energy, but actually it's the wrong thing. It's like the thing that's just in the way, you know, it's the thing that doesn't reflect who you are becoming, right? It reflects who you were. And if you want to be a different kind of person, not saying that you're going to, you know, become a whole new being with a whole new personality or anything like that. But if you want a different kind of life, right? If you want to live a slow life and you've been rushing through yours the same way I have, now is the time to put into place those changes that you want to make. And it starts with setting really good, clear intentions. It starts with getting present with the fact that every day, regardless of the fact of whether or not you're aware of it, you are planting seeds right? And you're either planting seeds that reflect what you want or what you don't want. So let's get conscious there, right? Let's continue doing these practices every day that bring us to that place of knowing, right? Whether that's yoga or meditation or gardening or shaking or dancing or whatever it is, right? Continuing those day-to-day things that bring you to that place of, ah, okay, I know now, you know, this is who I am. And what do I need to do and what do I need to shift in my life for my life to actually reflect that? Let's take a deep breath, huh? (sighs) There's a lot for us to make sense of right now. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not alone. Right? If you're feeling overwhelmed with all the decisions that have to be made or all the things you want to clarify or get clear around, you're not alone. If you want to join me for our new moon ceremony, so it's live 2 p.m. EST, but if you can't catch it live, it will be on the site available forever. So you can literally take it at any time. It doesn't have to be on the day of the new moon either. It can be around the new moon. So make it fit with your life. But giving yourself some time this weekend or today to define these intentions, right? To set those clear goals and clear dreams. And then let's have the rest of this year reflect who we actually want to become. Aho. (laughs) I appreciate you so much, so much. Thanks for giving me space to, to share my own story. And thanks for letting me know when your story resonates with what I'm speaking of, because It makes my life feel purposeful too, just knowing we are in this together, feeling the same things, going through the motions together, never, ever alone. 
Yoga Girl podcast will be back next week. Wishing you a beautiful day and see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find them all on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>